I started to think it was probably on day two of Indian Wells that we should probably stop making predictions. <laughs> because <laughs> I think it was but before then... the last podcast came out. <laughs> In between recording it and was, editing. I think 50% of our picks have gone. <laughs> And, then, and I think, and I remember we were like messaging because obviously we, it's, we're like a, a two person pod, aren't we? We, we do Very it together, much. edit it, you know, it's, 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 it's you and I, and it's, this pod is fitting around, um, children, work, life, other commitments, etc. which is why, um, we might record it one day. It might come out three days later or that, et cetera, et cetera. So I remember after we recorded for Indian Wells, it hadn't come out yet. You're very busy. I remember thinking, if it doesn't come out soon, I genuinely might not have anyone left in the competition. No, well, you did well because <laughs> you had like, Rublev and he did well. well. I ended up, I ended up doing, but Asaka took an early tumble. And I did yes, Asaka, I think did Asaka fall minutes before the... after you predicted. <laughs> <laughs> and so I think by the time the pod went up, my wonderful prediction of Naomi Asaka, who, I can't even remember, who did you pick in, in, in both? Uh, Contivate and yeah, Contivate oh. uh, and Medvedev. I think. No, Zverev. Zverev. I picked Zverev. No, you did. He was you gone. Did. He was no, gone. You didn't go Medvedev. I went Zverev. I think the, the one, the one thing we both got right is we both said it's not going to happen for Medvedev, and, yes. it, and it continues well, there to we be go. his least successful. See, hardcore. So you know something. We got, we got something. But I, I was a little bit concerned as as our players started to fall. That, um, but as we always say, it's not a news podcast. Do not listen to this if you're just trying to get sort of news and results because yes. it's going to be very news very and predictions dated. so if you if you fancy yourself putting a bet on <laughs> this is not the service <laughs> yeah, for you yeah, pl- please please don't take our predictions but what i have learned what i have learned is to follow your heart which i did with the men's and i went with rublev yeah and he got to the semi-finals good tournament still still i'm not quite sure he's does he believe in himself to do that oh but what did I do with the women? I decided to go with the head, Osaka, not the heart, Halep. And then Halep marched through to the semi-final. So I think it, there is no science, there is no logic. Yes, I can look at draws till I'm blue in the face. But it's a little bit like me in the Grand National. I just, I don't look at form. I don't look at how many legs the horse has got. I just look at a name that I like and I go with it. Yeah. And how many times have you won on the Grand National? <laughs> Oh, no, I haven't. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and I'm not saying I'm not saying it's a perfect science or any science. And I'm not saying I've I've profited from it. I've just decided that otherwise I tie myself up in knots, looking at results and, and what's going to And I know we will get to Miami because we are going to do predictions again. And just as I was about ready, because both of us are still not picking Nadal. to. We didn't pick Nadal to win. Indian Wells, and he got very, very, very close. Oh, oh, I know. He he has been beaten. I can't believe it. What a run. What an extraordinary run from the beginning of the year. Um, Oh, it was phenomenal. How good was the final? And just, yeah, there were a couple of times. I thought that Alcaraz would have him, you know, like I thought that he would take that match. And I mean, it was just awesome, wasn't it, to see the just... I don't know, there there are so many similarities. There's obviously vast differences in how they play the game. They are two different people, but just the the 
the physicality as a teenager. We've had teenagers come through. Zverev is one of them, but he didn't bring that physicality that you see. Like we saw it from Nadal when he turned up and won the French Open at 19. He was just brutal physically, you know, so incredibly strong and powerful and filled out and intimidating. I think Alcaraz is so similar, right? It's amazing for his age. We get so many sort of the, the lanky players, you know, Murray was like that. Djokovic was like that. Um, but he is just sort of built and strong and ready physically at that age, which is just sort of bonkers to me. So that's what, for me, that's like the biggest similarity is by watching Alcaraz as a teenager, you do have flashbacks to Nadal as a teenager because we just don't see that. Yeah, we get tall players. Del Potro was very tall. You know, you get that sort of presence on the court, but it takes a long time, I think, to build up that, that strength and really fill out into your, into your frame. Something like Fritz, hey, champion in Indian Wells. He was, uh, he was very, very strong as a, a teenager as well, breaking through. But again, he was quite tall and quite and quite lanky. So to see someone turn up like Alcaraz, it's just unbelievable. And as I say, I feel like the last time we really saw that was with Nadal. He's like a Labrador puppy, isn't he, Alcaraz? He's like got that big grin on his face, and he has just unlimited energy the way he jumps up and down and that's the other thing that reminds us of Nadal isn't it it's the it's the not standing still let's let's move away from from the sleeveless shirts but it's the bouncing and it's the the jumping and it's that sort of wide-eyed innocent look and he might not have beaten Nadal but he damn near finished him off because when we get to the final and there was all the talk about Fritz that that I remember the first I saw of it was there might not be a final and I thought, well, what's happening here? And I know Nadal has been talking about his body and the pain he's feeling and then the match with Alcaraz. But it was no Fritz who'd done his ankle a little bit against Cam Norrie. Then he had to stop his warm-up. So then I think I was I was busy doing something else. And then I came back and the train is out for Nadal. So sort of the last thing I saw was Fritz not completing his warm-up and we might not have a final. And the next minute, it's it's Nadal with breathing problems. It ended up being... Yeah, it was it was quite extraordinary, wasn't it? Because before the final, we saw that Fritz had stopped his practice early with pain in his ankle. Like, as in, I think it was a matter of minutes. He just didn't really didn't really practice. So everyone was saying, "Yeah, are we going to get a final?" For, for the people who were on site who had seen that, they were saying, "This looks pretty bad." Um, and then, uh, yeah, it was <laughs> yeah, it was a bit of a, a weird one, wasn't it? In terms of the physical sort of case, but but that is part of getting to a final of a big event like that. It's the same with a slam. We've seen players bail out of slam, something like Hyun Chung with his um, blisters. You know, that's part of trying to win a grand slam is being able to hold up physically all the way through seven matches, best of five in the men, of course, like it, it physically, yes, it's about the fitness and stuff that we've just been talking about with Alcaraz, but it's also about can you keep your body together? Can you get out on the court? And it's the same, something like an Indian Wells. It's the same final of loads of tournaments. Uh, it's uh, it's part of it's part of it, isn't it? Really. So they both, in the end, managed it much better than I think people were expecting because there was lots of talk all the way through for Nadal because he was having pain, uh, and then uh, yeah, it was in the end, it was a great final. Getting flashbacks of Chung's blisters or the blister that the, the crater wasn't it? It was the crater in the sole of his foot that he finally... He took months out after oh. that, didn't he, to try and recover? And he finally posted the picture. He said, look, I don't normally do stuff like this, but everyone kept saying, 
oh, I can't believe a blister, a blister and he can't play tennis. And, you know, so many people were saying, how can he not play because of a blister? And so he said, look, this is, I'm going to show you. It wasn't a blister, it was a crater. There was a whopping great chunk of his foot. There was a hole in his foot. a hole in his foot. I mean, it was, it was, and just think, us mere mortals, I'm talking me, not you, that, that don't play tennis, don't play professional sport of any level. We moan and complain when we have like a, a tiny little blister. And then you think of this crater that this man was dealing with. I mean, it's, but one thing, it also does show us that with age, things get tough. And I'm talking about Nadal here. It's, it's miraculous what he's done when you think where he was back in the middle of December when COVID had struck and he'd been on crutches, et cetera, et cetera. But to do what he did, and as you say, to keep yourself together. And he talked about the pain he was going through for India. Maybe he'll never play pain-free again. Maybe he's never played pain-free in his life. But as you get older, it gets harder. And I know in this case, there was also the breathing difficulties, which are very scary and worrying. But it does, doesn't it? To keep your body together, which is why, just as I'm ready to tip Nadal to win a tournament, he then doesn't play Miami. I'm thinking, right, I was in the build up to Indian Wells. I was thinking, maybe, maybe I'll go with him for Miami. And then we get the news sensibly that he's not going to be in Miami. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, I mean, total. he's had one hell of a year, hasn't he? Um, so you were going to pick Nadal? I was getting there. I was finally after after win after win after win, and people messaging us saying, "What's wrong with Nadal? Why are you guys not picking him?" I kept thinking it's not going to last. And coming into Indian Wells, a couple of rounds into Indian Wells, I thought, you know what? Maybe he's going to do the sunshine double. Maybe he's just going to keep going. And then fairly early on, we had the news that he wouldn't be in Miami, and it's massively sensible because he doesn't. He doesn't need to be winning these tournaments. If Nadal's looking at where he's going to go right now, next... Can I just say now, though, prediction, he's going to win Roland Garros. 100%. No yeah, doubt. I think that's pretty... 100%. Pretty smart. Yeah. 100%. 100%. 100% he's going to win. I just... if he well, can, currently, it seems like... I mean, Djokovic will be there. Yeah, no. No. I, no. Nadal, I just... Well, the body, isn't it? Oh, no. Okay, I'm going to, st- I'm going to put it... Nadal is going to win Roland Garros. Are you, yeah. Do you want to do a prediction well, now or do you want to wait a little bit longer? I think it's a bit harsh to predict Roland Garros before the clay even starts. Uh, you would think that Nadal will be the favourite. Yeah. That's what you would think. Um, but I would just note, and I know that people are going to get on at me about this, and that's fine. I love it. Uh, Djokovic has not played any of these tournaments that Nadal has been in. Just saying. Just saying. That Nadal has won them and reached the final. Uh, but Djokovic will be here during the European swing, French Open, grass. You know, he's going to get a good, consistent run and lead in to be able to play those tournaments. So, yeah, what's what's going to happen? It's going to be interesting. As I say, at this stage, it feels like Nadal's a favourite. But... Well, because you've also got to add in, Djokovic hasn't played these tournaments that Nadal's been winning, but he hasn't played tournaments and I don't know whether we can bring it back to age again. I think whoever you are, we've looked, we talked about this over the years when uh, Roger Federer was first looking to come back from injury. And we've talked about this with Serena Williams over the years. We talked about it with Dominic Team, but you need to be playing tournaments. And yes, once we get to grass, et cetera, et cetera. But, and I know I saw the poster today for Monte Carlo with Novak Djokovic's smiling face beaming out of it, but he hasn't played a lot, hardly any tennis this year, has he? 
So you've got to add in that to the Djokovic risk. Yes, he is Djokovic. He's gone back to world number one. But how much is that going to work? Does that work in Nadal's favour or does it go against him because of the way the body's feeling right now? I mean, there's, there's, still, there's still a lot of unknowns in there. Well, it's why he's not playing in Miami, right? He, you know, body management is such a key part yeah. for for all of these players. For all, I think all players, no matter what age you are, to be honest, um, it's become quite a new thing in tennis. It used to be that people just viewed it as, yeah, well, retirement age is sort of thirty, thirty-two, it's quite standard, uh, and so you just sort of like get it all out until that point, and it was really. Well, Federer and Serena. Oh, well, maybe Venus, actually, because she's a little bit older. But um, Venus, Federer and Serena, the first bunch to go, nah, I think we're going to play a bit longer. And they had been managing their schedules from very, very early on in their careers, uh, all three of them. Uh, and so now it seems like everybody's sort of doing a, a similar thing. We're seeing Ash. We, we talked about Ash not playing in Indian Wells. And, uh, you know, there's been, been plenty others as well. So, um, yeah, I think, uh, I mean, look, a lot's going to depend on the clay. Nadal is very used to playing, obviously, all the clay court masters events, but that is a lot. If you're expecting to to win them, that that is that's that's a lot at this stage with the injuries that he's managing. Yes, he's sort of been able to do that um, as a given. You know, Monte Carlo, Madrid, Rome, but um, yeah, may might make a choice. I think he'll just see how it goes. Yeah, I think he has to. I think age has to come into it. You mentioned Serena Williams. I had a thought the other day. I think Serena and Venus Williams might retire at the same point. I think. Oh, really? And, like a, a dual announcement. And I'm not sure. I'm not sure we're going to see them again on a tennis court. I was thinking this. I don't know whether it's just because we haven't for a while, and it's movie. It's movie. It's Oscar season, isn't it? And can King Richard? It's it's doing the rounds, isn't it, for the awards? Which is they're busy. They're busy with doing those bits and pieces, and they've done articles about feeling free kind of post-tennis and life and I suddenly started thinking it kind of would make sense if maybe they'll if they do everything together so close that they stopped they make that decision together and I don't know the longer look maybe Serena is practicing eight hours a day and we're just not seeing it but it just feels the longer we don't see her not is there any point in coming back but it's going to get so much harder to come back and I can't see her wanting to come back at any level that isn't a very very high level again I don't know what's happening behind the scenes but it's it's just starting to look like is that possibly it yeah I think you when you get to this sort of length of time it does feel like that doesn't it I think for Serena didn't she say in an interview was it with Vanity Fair or something like that I don't know the difference between that lot um it was <laughs> why are you laughing are you surprised that lot I just like they're they're called that lot Vanity right? Fair Vogue. I don't know they're all they're all the same to me um can you name another one or probably just not <laughs> probably okay. not. uh but she said in an interview um I can't remember the exact wording of it, but I remember she said something like, I'm not giving up or I'll never give up or something like that. On the um, the quest for 24, that was the question it was very specific about. Yeah, but I'll never give up. I mean, no, but I think yeah, she said, I think uh... she said something like, I'm not giving up. And I just thought it, it sounded like well, there's a difference between not giving up on the dream and then also not trying. <laughs> So, like, she might never yep. play again. But in her heart, she's not giving up. You know, maybe it'll happen one day. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, I felt like I felt like she, she wanted to be like... Or maybe she was saying that she's not giving up. Like, that's not the, the phrase. That's not how it feels to her that she's giving up. It's just that she doesn't want to play tennis anymore. 
you know that that's that's how it came across to me that it was a little bit ambiguous her saying I'm not giving up it didn't it wasn't like no 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 I'm gonna keep trying I want to get 24 I'm not giving up is like well your actions are slightly different to that (laughs) at the moment you know you're not on the court because you can't you can't just especially not at this age maybe not at any age but definitely not as you get older I don't believe you can just turn up and what you need some other tennis in your legs does she want to pack everyone up and get on the road again because it it's not Serena Williams and a and a racket bag and a and a coach is it I mean that's a that's a big old show like Federer you've got to get on the road with however many nannies and planes and all this kind of it's a lot to get going once again isn't it and when you when you're coming back whether it's Federer for injury or, or Serena from a from a long time not playing now you can't just wander into SW19 and say right come on, let's go and do this. You need you need other tennis in your legs. Djokovic needs other tennis in his legs before he gets to, to Roland Garros. And it, it just gets harder, doesn't it? it just, you, can't, you can't just rock up and, I guess, expect to win it anymore. So what's your prediction then? Predictions time. <laughs> do you think we'll see Serena again? I genuinely, I, I don't, I, I, I'm really convinced that Serena Williams and Venus Williams will quit together. I've now, I don't know why. I've just... Oh, I've just, just, I've nice. just go hand in hand off. Well, well not necessarily. Not going to sort of skip off the court wherever it may be, or maybe it'll be not an exit. But I, do, I don't know how it'll happen. But I've just got this feeling that they'll probably come to a. They've done everything together the whole of their life. Obviously, Venus was around before, but since they've been together, they've done everything together, haven't they? They've stood by each other. They've. I just, I just think now we've got to the stage. I think they might finish together. That, that's that's about as far as I can go in my predictions. I don't know whether... I don't know. I don't, are we going to see them again? I, just, I think that's quite specific, well, to be quite honest. Specific, but, but in terms of time and place, will there be a send-off? Do they want it to happen at a certain place? I don't know. Is there a certain place they'd want it to happen at? Would they just want to come out if they're not going to do much? Is it... I, I don't know. I think that must be the hardest thing for, now, for them now, the longer it goes on. How do you make a return or a comeback or, or do you... Or is that it? Is that it? They've both achieved so much more than they could have ever dreamed that they don't, as we've always said, they don't need to do anything else on a tennis court. And there's there's part of me that's kind of growing by the week that maybe that will be it for for being on a tennis court. Yeah, I, I've never really understood the send-off thing. And I know that players obviously want to do it and plenty of them do do it. And maybe it gives them a bit of closure, I guess. But I just, I mean... <sighs> Could you imagine Serena saying, right, I'm going to come and play Wimbledon as a send-off and then what, lose in the second round, first round, third round, something like that, because she hasn't been playing for years? Or US Open, like, do you really want to do that? I don't know. It's just, it's a bit bit strange. Yeah, I I don't know. I do hope, though, that we get to um, get inside their minds a little bit post-tennis. And I hope this of all of the phenomenal goats we have so many goats in, in tennis it's hard to keep track um and that we can sort of just learn a little bit about uh you know the, the way they work because a lot of it is so secretive uh, and understandably so but uh you know like on the tennis channel uh out in the states it's not in the uk but out, out in the states they've been having you know loads of former players on i mean taylor townsend jen brady who reached the final australian open she's been on commentations had Jeannie bouchard you know lo- i mean wouldn't it be cool to get serena in for a spot of commentary or a chat or something yeah I just hope that we get a little 
window in. And I hope that for for Federer, Djokovic, Nadal as well. That I mean, that'll probably come in the way of some sort of documentary, one imagines. But um, yeah, I think it'd just be really cool to know a little bit more about the, the thought processes and how they talk about players. I see more of Venus doing that of the two. In yeah. terms of let's use tennis channel as an example, I can see, I can see Venus doing. I, th- I don't know. It feels a little bit more in her character, possibly. Do you think? That- because you must have sat in a press conference when Venus's answer has just been, I don't know, every but- single time. <laughs> but- How did you win that match, Venus? You were down. I don't know. What are you going to do in the next round? You're playing Svitolina. I don't know. Like, <laughs> but-, <laughs> but as you, as you, you get testify, nothing, literally you nothing have- out of her. No, I'm not saying you gave nothing, but players don't always enjoy doing press conferences, right? You have to do them. You can get fined if you don't do them. Whereas I think she doesn't strike me as the type that would actually be interested in giving insight. I don't, I don't, but you know, but you know what changed that. that for me? It was the first lockdown when we were all sort of stuck inside when she started doing these Instagram live workout right yeah yeah I I don't I think that's the technical term for it and I kind of saw a different side to her and I know a lot of us talked about how we saw a different side to players who were on Instagram and they were they were doing chats and it was all whatever whatever but for me for 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 Venus I sort of Venus was I saw a different side to her you know when she was she's really interested in fitness and she was doing these workouts and she was doing motivational chats with people and then she had all she had to sort of she had to be the interviewer with the person she had on whoever it was that she was doing this thing with right and and I thought and I was like I was really surprised because I'd never seen that side of her she's obviously doing something she wanted to do and she was interested in whereas Serena Williams I've never really still seen that you know, there's been, yeah. she does a few bits on Instagram with her daughter and there's dolls and they're dressing up all the stuff. And she's obviously a fantastic businesswoman, but I've I've still, in interviews and stuff, I've never felt I've maybe seen the real her or, I don't know. I, I just saw a different side to, to Venus Williams during that. I felt she was quite a natural and she was very encouraging. I don't see, I don't see Serena as either wanting to do that. I, I see Venus as, as, more doing that I would say but no I agree I mean the press conference is horrible because and sometimes whoever you're working for will say oh can you go to X's press conference and ask a question and you always dreaded being sent to one of their press conferences because while for some people it's the dream to sit in a Serena Williams press conference it, it's, it wasn't always to ask a question because as you say they might say no and you're like right uh, what do we do with that I mean that's just a no right and if you follow it up which you should you might just get another no or not really. And you're kind of, you just want to scream. So no, I agree. But weirdly, I think Venus would be quite good doing that. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. So I had a a comment on Twitter, um, which I thought I might uh, address on the pod, uh, from Patricia. Is it Patricia? Yes, Patricia. Uh, talking about uh, Zverev's suspended suspension that we were talking about last time. Oh, yes. And my, yes. my comments on that. 
Uh, and she, I was saying how there was no in-between solution and that something in the middle of uh, straight suspension and this suspended suspension would be appropriate. Um, and she asked, would suspending only one of the two penalties and not suspending both have been an in-between? Um, and what she's referring to is the fine. He got a fine and a playing ban. Um, and my answer to that is that no, I don't really think it would make much difference because the fines just... I mean, unless you're going to be fining him a million, it's just not going to scratch the surface, to be honest. He's just not going to be bothered about it. As I say, the way that it will work is that <clears throat> he'll go to Miami uh, and it will just come out of his his check, which is, oh, he doesn't even get a check. It just goes straight into the bank account. So, you know, it's the same sort of fine in terms of the, it's like the difference between reaching the quarterfinals and losing first round. Well, do you know what? Some weeks that happens. So some weeks you sort of just don't earn very much money because you, you lose early, right? Like that's, that's part of it. So the fine will just come out of the paycheck. It will just be as if he'd lost in the first round uh, when he's done better than that. And uh, I think he will not even notice. Um, so I think by removing that or, or, ramping it up I don't think it makes much difference as I say unless you're going to get into obscene amounts of money where it's like he's not going to be able to earn money for a really long time (laughs) unless he literally wins the US Open he will not pay off his debt then obviously that will impact him but um if it's uh you know fifty thousand dollars hundred thousand dollars makes no difference do you have a photo of you on your own sort of smiling or posing it's a very it does this sound it, it sounds like a weird question but there's a you're putting a very strange face probably i probably uh, on occasion have taken a selfie yeah but not because uh, i not not loads because normally a selfie i normally there's someone in it so we might do a pod selfie in it. yeah so for someone who i work for recently asked for a photo of me to to like publicize something and it's it's kind of a, pu- a passport photo, but not because you can't smile on a passport photo. They said, do you have a photo of you kind of from the waist up, a uh, plain background? And I guess you want to look fairly acceptable slash decent. I, it doesn't exist. Like I've trawled through thousands of photos, not of me, just of photos. I like who are these people that have a stash of sort of nicely posed photos against a plain background of them that they're happy with? Do, do you, so you, you have one of those? Well, no, I don't. But I think that people do just have a professional photo that they sort of do farm they? out for that sort of stuff. Yeah, you know, like LinkedIn profiles and stuff. Are they professional, professional photos? Mine is. Well, some people wow. do. Do they? So I don't have such a thing as a professional photo done. And I remember I spent about an hour last night trying to send them something that might be acceptable to use. <laughs> and I, I found a few things and I was cropping a few. and the, But like nothing. Genuinely, I, I, I'd like to meet these people who have professional do we need professional pod photos done yeah well I'm not well, I'm not really into photos myself I mean I take lots no. of photos of the baby um oh yeah but, lots of the twins you, know, you have, you me, have a bunch no. of those hanging around but yeah no me and, and me and Ben we don't we don't go to places and take a photo of ourselves in that place um but you have so, a few selfies you might do like a selfie of of you and Ben if right? I know um yeah I mean but literally I mean we've been together 11 years and probably a couple uh, but then a selfie any... wouldn't be acceptable. It has to be kind of like waist up, sort of plain. But you can't be you two. Yeah, it has to be like a decent cats. looking photo. Yeah, and I, I yeah. know. So, so I know that some people just sort of get them done and have them just for to, to wheel out on, yeah, on those sorts just... of occasions. But no, I'm just not really a photo person. I never think to take no. a photo. I always leave something going. Oh, I should have taken a photo of that. It'd be nice to remember it. And, 
That's it. I know. I was so I, I it, well, it's safe to say I came up with nothing. And I said, I, I'm really sorry. I said, I don't know if there are people out there who have stacks of themselves posed beautifully against a plain background. But I have nothing to offer you apart from maybe some weird grinning selfie with a friend who I can't quite crop out and the light's a bit weird. So, uh, yeah, so that's something I'm trying to figure out this week. Um, when it comes to my well, predictions of the women's game, I'm rubbish. But I've, I've started to think ahead to Miami. I had a quick look at the draws. I don't know why I'm bothering to look at draws because it, it doesn't help me at all. But Sviantec, I don't even think... I mean, we've talked about her in terms of how well she's done since she wants the French in terms of carrying herself and, and, and developing, getting strong. But she's into the top three. Maria Sakkari, she's into the top three now. I mean, the the competition in the women's game right now, and I feel we say this a lot, but it's phenomenal at the moment. When you look through, and I'm trying to pick a winner... I can't because there are so many options. And at the moment, we don't have the world number one playing. Surely there's got to be a breakthrough coming for Sakari, And that sounds absurd to talk about with uh, the, her ranking where <laughs> it's at. Obviously, she's broken through. But you know what I mean in terms of a major yeah. win. Um, you know, we've seen her in the finals. Looking great. I've picked her a couple of times, I think, for, for big tournaments. But it's just that final push I is think, it confident? Is it confidence when I it think gets it's to a little bit of confidence and a little there. bit of aggression? Um, you know, she's always sort of had to up the aggression and sort of step up the court, push herself outside of her comfort zone that way. And she is doing it so, so well. That's why we're seeing her achieve so much. Um, but yeah, you just feel like she, yeah, just, I don't know. It just sort of slips away at, at the very end. It's hard to have confidence. I think that she's going to win. I, I think she will, but you know, say predictions for Miami or whatever. It, you just, you always know she's going to go on a great run. Like, you know, she's going to do really well. Semis, final, she just, she her level, her consistent delivery of performance is just so ridiculous now. Um, I think she's incredibly tough to beat for players outside of the top 10. Incredibly tough to beat. Her base level is just whew, it's so solid. Um, but it's just that ceiling. It's just pushing up that ceiling now. And look, the breakthrough is going to come. Um, but yeah, I mean, that final was awesome. I mean, how about the movement on the show yeah. between the two of them? Yeah. Absolutely extraordinary. I mean, Shontek's movement off the charts, like it's just so, so good. And it just looks so much fun. I've never been able to play tennis like that. I've never been able to move like that. So I have no idea what it's like, but it looks so much fun being able to just steal points in that way. You know, and, you know, Sakari is like looking to be aggressive, but then you've got Sviantek all over the place, sliding and nudging it past her at the net and whatever else she was doing. So um, it was an awful lot of fun. I thought the women's event was was fantastic. I enjoyed it so much. Yeah, and and I've also just wanted to mention Leila Fernandez. Good to see her finding some form. I know, understandably, all the talk after the US Open was about Emma Raducanu and, and her story, but I think also what Leila Fernandez did and the players she beat in that run, and then it it dropped off a little, understandably. And I'm I'm really happy to see Leila Fernandez kind of finding her feet and and finding finding her form. And I, I love the way she plays tennis, and I love watching her. I like the smile on her face, and it, it just adds to the the strength and depth that we've got at the moment in the women's draw I think Danielle Collins is back for Miami isn't she because we haven't yeah, I believe so. seen her for a bit she's back in there Paola Badosa gave as Cameron Norrie did a wonderful effort at trying to retain that title in Indian Wells is in there as well um, I don't know you're working on Miami I am uh, I'm doing the men's doing ATP you know, for Miami you, 
you know we're doing predictions though. Um, so I don't know if you've looked or not at the draws. As I said, I, I've scanned them and then I sort of gave up halfway through. I was like, what are you doing? Just, There's no point. What are you, like, what are you, because um, our producer Russell from ATP Tennis Radio, he used to go through putting in winners for every single round of every single mm-hmm. match. And I mean, that, that takes, I mean, that takes time and effort, but then equally it makes it so much more disappointing when the person you've picked falls so early and you've gone through all these predictions. So I can't do that. But I did, you know, I scanned it. I looked at it. I don't know if it's made any difference. So what are we thinking men's? As you're working on the men's, you must be a bit more advanced on the men's. Advanced? Uh, <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> um, I don't know. <laughs> oh, uh yeah so okay so Nadal's out of the equation uh him and Djokovic the two top tenors not playing yeah um oh it's tough different conditions in yep. Miami well, get ready for the rain for get sure. ready for the rain in Miami get ready, <laughs> get ready. every year every year um, for rain. Fritz yes. ain't doing the sunshine double sorry um no. he was amazing though absolutely loved it in Indian Wells uh, oh, I mean, there are, there are quite a few that I really fancy. What about Cameron Norrie and his his extra sized lungs? I mean, that fella can go and go and go. Oh, of course he can. Of course he can. I'm still sort of thinking Ogelia seems going to make a breakthrough. I think a Masters title is coming his way this year. Uh, so that could be a possibility. Um, yeah. Oh man, it's so difficult, isn't it? Because um, I want to go different. I want to go outside of Medvedev, Zverev, Sitspass, because yeah, just to keep things interesting. Um, <laughs> I think I don't think Sitspass is going to win it. Oh god. Okay, why not? Let's go big. I'm going F A A. You go for Felix. Yeah. Going for I'm now regretting this. Going for, so, <laughs> <laughs> so Zverev actually has a pretty decent draw. I mean, I'm, I'm not going. Mm. I'm not going Zverev, um, but he does have a pretty decent draw. Um, now Medvedev, if Murray wins his first match, he will face. Mm. It'll be Medvedev Murray, won't it? The second round. Oh, um, that'd be fun. And we know Murray's not doing the clay, and he'll start that really intense block with with Lendl post Miami um so so I landed on Sitsipas and I don't know why because Alcaraz is is lurking he's lurking in Sitsipas's way and then I thought should I go for the young Spaniard and I thought I don't know whether I want to jump on that bandwagon just yet despite everything we said about him at at the start mm-hmm. so therefore I don't know why I've gone Sitsipas because that's why have I not gone Rublev um this shows the confusion the fusion I was in. Um, well, I'll... when you take Djokovic and Nadal out of it, it becomes very difficult, doesn't it, to to choose between the the bunch. I'm going to go Sitsipas with no real confidence yeah. or belief that that will actually happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. 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 And and the okay. women. Okay. I mean, if the men's was hard, I mean, here we go. Well, you've picked you've, you've picked someone to win that you have no real confidence or belief in. <laughs> win the tournament so good luck with the women you can go first who else do you have no real confidence or belief in? well I think when it comes to the women I'm well I, I was scanning through and I was trying to look at easier sections of draw and then I was starting to look a little bit at head-to-heads and I was thinking in terms of form and where do we find people and how do we find people I still I love Sabalenka but 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 no I, I don't have 
the confidence or belief to have her going through and 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 winning Miami. I think there's too too many pitfalls. Zachary playing so well, but when it gets to the crunch, the final, it's a little bit like Rublev at the moment. I'd love Rublev to win everything, but when it gets to that huge match or the final match, is he going to cross? The finish line, I'm, I'm not always 100% sure. So this one, I, I was just getting myself in such a tears that I, I went with the heart again. I've gone with Halep, despite the fact that there could be a possible early meeting with, with Raducanu in there. But the, look, the bottom section of the Miami draw is absolutely stacked. So that led me to the top half of the draw because the bottom half just yeah. looks horrible. And Raducanu, I know she's been... Yeah, but the player that comes through the bottom half... But who's it going to be? I got, some, but well, I, I, couldn't even, I couldn't even begin to know who that's going to be. So I was just thinking, let's go easier. Let's go top half. Is that easier? And then there's Raducanu. He's not, not 100% fit. Um, so Halep. Yep. Um, there we go. I have confidence and belief in Halep. Oh, wow. Okay, so different. Right. So you're more confident in your women's pick. Interesting. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so on the women's side of things, yeah. we also have the number one in the world and number three in the world not playing in Barty and Krejcikova. Uh Everybody else is in. Um, and also Pavlyuchenkova. She's not playing. Are you going to well. be brave uh, and go bottom 14. half of the draw? It's very stacked. <sighs> Scary. I just, I, I just, I just think that Contevate's going to win. I just, that's what I think. Again. I thought that in Indian Wells. I just think that she's going to win again. Yeah. Oh. Huh. Okay. Do you not think she's going to win? No. Miami. No. Okay. A match or two or three. If, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, a point. But again, right with the coin toss. But again, people, uh, please do not use our predictions to make any kind of bets with friends or part with anything that's precious to you, because chances are you're not going to get them back you're going to lose them yeah yeah well i mean go ahead but well, don't no, no, don't, don't go ahead uh this is just yeah please don't. so you're stick okay annette contivert you're yeah yeah but what's interesting is that we have on occasion seen the sunshine double done um uh wait who am i thinking of azarenka uh, azarenka <laughs> was very good at doing the sunshine double she did it twice did she do it twice she didn't do it three times did she no. um she did it a couple of times uh so could Sviontek do the, yeah, the double and we haven't even I got mean, she's playing so she's playing so well, well. so well so I, well. I might have more belief in Siontek than I do in Contevate. It's a tough turnaround though it's a big change in, in she's young situation she's confident she's you know it's all out there you want to change? I'll yeah. let you have a uh, change. Uh, you want to change? Uh, you can yeah. change. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say Svante's going to do the, the double. Okay. She's doing the double. Right. Predic- Done. Predictions are locked in. Please, everybody, do not hold <laughs> us to any of them. And we're going to regroup post-Miami. Actually, by the time you listen to this podcast, probably all our predictions will be out. That's quite sad, yes, isn't it? So it's quite let's... sad. <laughs> so, oh, I'll try and get it out before the first ball is struck. <laughs> so i'll be as rapid as i can be uh but yeah those are those are our predictions and that's uh they are our predictions well we can leave you and, uh, this uh, week. W- it sounds pretty it's pretty flimsy i must say we'll leave you with an apology and we will say we we will do better we will try to do better as the season progresses okay right okay let's let's keep a tally of how many of the 1000 events called masters for the men's but they're 1000s for the women's how many of them we can pick a winner out on so far what? none how are we doing so far oh none so far okay. none 
out of our four right. guesses for Indian Wells. You see, I already uh, no. feel a little bit more under pressure now. And I don't yeah, feel see. like I, I feel like I, I need I to rethink. I feel like we're keeping a tally of this. Okay. I think that uh, if we can pick pick some champs, that's a good effort. That's all we do. prize? just collect a, a few winners. It's no, no, we're working together as a team. Oh, right. So it's a combined... Okay.